there's magic in this world. It's not the magic you may be thinking of that comes from a Disney movie or a stage act, but real magic. All you have to do is stop and tap into it. You're watching this video right now and there's a good chance you're watching it on your phone. But I know this video is only a small part of the other things you're going to do on your phone right now and the rest of the day. Adam Morrissey believes the world is a pressure cooker with the heat turned up. For your own mental health, you need to find the time to disconnect from time to time and allow your brain to reset. Taking the time to be alone in silence without distractions is magic. It allows your brain some time to regroup so you can handle the things that come at you in this world. Your words are also magic. What you speak becomes reality. If you speak positivity, you influence everyone who hears you in a positive way and they spread that sentiment. If you speak negativity, you also influence all who hear you in a negative way and they spread that sentiment. Words have power, so use them wisely. I've already spent many hours trying to find just the right things to leave in this video for you because every word Adam spoke during our ride was packed with insight, inspiration, and positive conviction. We're lucky to call him a neighbor, and he believes the same about all of you. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple. We help small business owners get more customers. Adam, you this is your ranch. Yes, sir. Um, just being here for about 12 months now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my wife and I went in together, combined our businesses, and uh, we invested in the ranch, man. So uh, yeah, I've been out here for a year, man, loving it. And uh, it's been a good transition. Very cool. Yeah. Because I'm originally from Australia. Um, right. That's where I grew up, and I was so blessed to grow up in Australia on a farm. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in a town of about 3,000 people, uh, so very, very small. Um, but I grew up on a farm, and my grandfather bought that farm, and it was a fruit farm. But just getting to be outside all the time and, you know, just be on the farm from sun up to sundown and just going in the bush and roaming and doing all that stuff. <laughs> You know, in today's world, you forget how lucky that truly is. Yeah. Um, and that's what we try to do with the kids today, man, is get them to feel what the world was like before the internet took over. Sure. You know, it's a, it's a good disconnect for these kids. And a lot of them don't know that silence, you know, of being out there on your own and doing that because we do live in a world of distractions now. So it's harder for those kids in today's world to uh, understand what that silence is um, out on the farm or out in the hills or wherever it is but that's what I try to pass on to the next generation man is because we are the last generation to know what the world was like before the internet took over right and we have to show these kids in the world today what that world was you know how it was to conversate with people you know just all the things that come along with that life but adapted into what they're going through today man you know it's not going to be the 80s again yeah exactly you know you got to adapt with the time yeah i was just thinking actually on the drive out here i'm driving past jackson lake yep and uh, i grew up in town in farmington here basically farmington avenue off of farmington avenue yep. down in that area and so it was nothing for me to just get bored and get on my bicycle and ride out to to um, Jackson Lake. Yep. And and on a, on a bike as a kid, just on my own, I'm gonna do this. Yep. 
right out to Jackson Lake. And that's a pretty good distance. It's a great, it's a, it's a good long distance. But back then it's like, that's what we did. Exactly. It's like, that's what we did. And that's, you went out and it was just life. Just go explore the world. Yeah, man. It was just, it was a different way of living. And in today's world, man, there's just, there's a lot of distractions. It's yeah. so many more distractions. It's tough. And like I trained a bunch of kids last night at my ranch and that was one of the things we talked about is like, listen, the average teenage kid is six hours on their cell phone a day, right? right? That's in high school, that's the national average. Right. And I said to those guys like, listen, all these people will say they wanna make their dreams come true. They wanna do this, they wanna do that. I'm like, check your screen time today. Yeah. And we went down the line and it was like three hours, four hours, this. And I'm like, you see? <laughs> That's still going to be there, man. I'm not saying you can't be on your phone because sure. it is a part of life today. It is. But yeah. as long as you can take an hour yeah. and just escape it for an hour, that's all I tell people is like, listen, man, we are living in a world today where it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. That's what I think. It's like a pressure cooker. The heat's being turned up on everyone. Yeah. I drive down this highway with my kids, man. I'll get overtaken eight times on the way to town. And people, it's like, where are they going? <laughs> but everyone's on edge. Yeah. So when I go coach people or I go talk and do these things, I tell them, man, like, listen, the world's crazy. But you've got to get out of that tornado and have an hour to yourself, away from it all, man, just yeah. so you can get your mind right to go back in the fight, you know, and go back in and handle what you're gonna face in the real world, because the real world is tough. Yeah. And that's what these kids are struggling with, man. They're trying to figure out, how do I handle these emotions, these feelings, and the pressure of living in this world? But I don't know getting away and being silent. Right. So you can't handle the pressure of the world, because it just repeats. And you just, that's why suicide rates have gone up through the roof right. since 2008. Right. The stats are there. It's yeah. because the pressure cooker with the internet and the pressure cooker of that way of life has been turned up on us. Right. So now it's even more important for mental health to have people understand an hour a day, or even if it's half an hour, just that time to reset. See, that's what we had back in the day, man. And I've studied this before where it's like, when we were out on the farm all day and you just have those moments where there's nothing to do. Yeah. They say that's when the brain is resetting itself. Yeah. Well, now when we're supposed to have those moments throughout the day, uh -huh. we jump on our cell phone. Well, when we're on our cell phone, our brain is working overloaded. Right. It's just going like this. So we don't get those breaks anymore. Right. And people are frying, man. You know, that's yeah. where it's coming to. People are frying and it's, it's a real issue today, man. And that's what I try to like pass on to the people I coach and work with and understand to be great in this world. You've got to have that time to yourself. It's important, man. Otherwise you can't handle this right here. If I'm at my best and you're at your best, man, we're going to do some great things. Yeah. And that's what it's about, man. It's like, we need to be bringing the best out of each other so we can go and attack life and do the things that have never been done before. That's like I said, we're doing here, doing this thing. Right. Like that's, that's what it's about, man. It's about pushing the limits, facing those fears. Let's try new things. The reason I love it, I love Farmington so much is that I was a pro athlete at 15. I came overseas when I was 17 with the Cubs, started playing pro baseball. Um, that was it, man. Like, I came over to play two weeks into my senior year of high school. I had a couple suitcases, 
and then I got picked up at the airport in a little white minivan. They dropped me off at the, you know, Motel 6, and they're like, here's a roommate. You better get here in the morning. And I'm like, I'm fresh out of the house, man. I'm like, okay, yeah. man, life's coming. You know, and I played my whole career, but that was all I had, man. You know, I, I didn't, that was my identity in the world, right. was baseball. That's all I knew. I was a sports player, man. I was national champion on a motorcycle. I did everything in sports. Was a pro athlete by 15. Like, that type of stuff was my background. So when my career was over, um, I was still playing when I came to Farmington in 2006. Okay. So I came back and I had a month before spring training and I called uh, one of my wife's family members and said, hey man, is there anywhere to work out in town for baseball? Well, the strike zone on 20 had just got built. Right. So I called him up and I go down there and uh, I meet Bob Kaiser and Don Lorette. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, man, you can work out here for a month and then you're good. And I met some people there and then I went and played. Yeah. Well, then that next off season, I came back and then uh, worked out the whole off season here, did some workouts with the FHS kids, got to know the community a little bit, you know, Yeah. and do that. Well, after the 2008 season, um, I came back here and I was getting ready for the 2009 season, but I was a minor league free agent by that stage. I'd been playing for a while. Um, so putting up numbers and playing was very important at that time in my career. Yeah. Well, I was ready in the off season, man, working my absolute butt off in town here. And then all of a sudden, bam, my wrist gets jacked up oh. and I couldn't even explain it, man. I just couldn't swing a bat. Yeah. And it just came to that fork in the road where I was like, you know, what do I do here? You know, I have a wife, I'm 10 years in, I can't swing a bat. Right. Um, this is my identity. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm at that point in my life, man. Like, and I remember, man, the first time I'm like, I had to make the call. Like, that's it. Like, I'm hanging up the laces, man. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing. Right. I don't have a college degree. I don't have any experience besides playing sports. Right. So, you know, I moved back to Farmington here. Uh, my wife and I, we rent a place down on Lock Avenue um, and down here in Farmington. And I remember, man, I went to the strike zone and I was like, I want to start doing some lessons, you know? And I remember I went to the, wherever you print it, could print flyers off, you know? Yeah. And I went down to La Plata down here, and people see where we're at today, but people don't understand where it started, man. Right. So I have no career, no future, pretty much. I'm just doing that. I have to go make flyers at the local store, and I went down to La Plata Complex, and I went up into the cages, and there was one team hitting there. And I handed out some flyers and said, hey, man, I'm an ex-pro athlete. If you want to come do some lessons at the strike zone, come on by. Yeah. My first two weeks, man, I made 20 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, 20 bucks. Right. You know, um, right. but I went down there every day, man. And I was at a real dark place in my life because I was, I, I didn't know what, who I was. Right. And it was just, I was in a dark place and I went down there every day and I got around the kids and then it just got into where we did this off season training program with like 10 kids. And we got together, and the funny thing is, that was when I met Tim. That was way back in the early days, back in like 2010, nine. Uh, and they went to, we, we started training in the off season. Well, all of a sudden, man, these kids started, started pushing each other, and we started doing workouts together. And 
I mean, you can ask any of them. Like, we all go to their weddings now, and we're all still friends, and they're all still doing great things in the community. Yeah. We all still carry this bond because it was like we were all trying to find ourselves back then, you know? But we all worked out together, and we pushed each other to limits and places that only those kids and people that were involved with it really know. Right. And some people from the outside didn't understand it, but, I mean, we did so many hard workouts and so many things. For me, man, I was a broken soul back then, you know, trying to find myself. And that's why, you know, there's so many things that I'm attached to in this community, but that's how my love for this community first came. Right. It was back when I was lost. You know, I have kids say, I still remember what you coached me back then. And I'm like, man, I was a mess back then. <laughs> like, I was still trying to find, I had no idea what I was going to do in life. Anything like that, man. And I just hung around the people and... I rebuild myself, you know, and it, it's it's still going today. And then that's how I just came. To, we got to experience so many great things together. Yeah. And then you don't really know when you're going through them how great they are. Right. You, you take them, you take, you kind of take advantage of them, man. You don't really know when they come up. And then, you know, if you if you get to go to a Connie Mack World Series with local kids and they roll off three wins against the biggest teams in the country and the host town, you know, everything's going crazy. And you get to experience that. Yeah. That's something you never forget. Yeah. And when you're going through it, you're like, oh, you think it's going to happen all the time. Right. It, it doesn't, man. Time comes and goes and right. life goes on, you know, yeah. and those memories become great things. But the one thing I do understand is that the game is never life, man. You right. know, I'm going to all these kids' weddings. I'm seeing their kids be born. They've helped raise my kids. Right. You know, and it's like we still carry that bond. It was never the game. Right. The game was just a part of it. Right. But life is our community here, man. It's like you go through life together. You go through the ups and downs together. And that's what that true relationship is how it's earned, you know? Right. You go through everything together. Yeah, the game's just a shared experience yep. at, at a particular time, right. and, and uh, the real thing is life, so, uh, yeah, very cool. With what I went through with my daughter, and my daughter's story is, she had a stroke when she was born, wow. and she was flown straight to UNM, major yeah. stroke. Um, so then it comes back, you know, we go through a couple years, it comes back, she has epilepsy, cerebral palsy, wow. and uh, it was just... This was when life like changed for me again, you know? Sure. Um, I was going to the hospital thinking, you know, it's gonna be the greatest day of your life. And it ends up being that, but at the right. time I didn't understand terrifying. it. I was still, yeah. yeah, so they fly us to UNM, you know, we go through all that for the first few years and all of that, man. And, and the people in this community, man, I tell you what, this is why, this is why I try to give back whatever I can to this community because when my daughter went through this, the way people stepped up in this community and supported my daughter, even down through Albuquerque, all across everywhere, but the way they stepped up for my family, I, I have no words, you know, and I can't say thanks enough sure. for the people that God put in my life through those times, man, like, and it was just, it was, it was so hard at the time, you know, and so devastating. And at the time, I was so I, I was so emotional. We didn't even really know what was going on. We were still young, yeah. you know, trying to figure out what was going on. Just kind of in shock. Yeah, and you know, for the first couple years, we didn't really know because she was so young. And then 
as it got older, it got worse. And epilepsy, you know, Gracie's right hand and she has cerebral palsy, which affects the right side of her body. Um, but the epilepsy, man, the epilepsy is the crazy experiences I've ever been through in my life. Yeah. And because you can't see it. Right. You know, and it, she would be okay, but Gracie would have 45 minute grand mal seizures. Aye, aye, aye. And I tell you what, man, like I've experienced a lot of things in life, but I tell you what, man, witnessing that stuff with your own eyes and being in that. Right. It was like, it was on another level, like, and it was getting closer together, you know? And, uh, right. We didn't know what we were gonna do, and I remembered it, they were getting closer together. And the doctors told us, if we don't take care of the seizures, she's gonna die. Pretty, you know, right. she, it, it's getting worse. We don't know what's gonna happen. So we had to figure out what to do about the seizures. The thing that changed me in my life, man, is it's why she was in a worse seizure this one day, man, and. Uh, I was at the strike zone at 5 a.m. doing one of the morning classes. Okay. And that phone never rings, you know? So right. the phone rings and I'm like, okay, that's not good. Well, it's my wife saying, get home, Gracie's in seizure. So I have to drive all the way back out to La Plata. She's been in it for about 20 minutes. Well, I walk into our bedroom and the scene I walk into is like Joe on the ground, you know, freaking out. That's mom, uh -huh. Gracie's in seizure. and. It was crazy, man. It was like right then, I got stripped of everything I ever was. Yeah. Because she stops breathing. Yeah. So time stood still, man. Like this is my experience and this is what I try to share with others. But in that time for me, there was no time. It didn't matter that I played baseball. It didn't matter that I had a business or who I thought I was or anything, man. Right. In that precise moment, all I had was prayer. That was it. Yeah. And then we went on. And then it was like she came back breathing, we had to go to the hospital, and we went on our journey. But I've never forgotten that one second in time. Yeah. And ever since that day, man, I, I say it's not about Adam anymore. Yeah. I'm not here for me anymore, you know? It's like I'm here for the people, I'm here for others, because I experienced that, you know? And it was just a real powerful moment for me. And we had to go into brain surgery which we flew all around the country, man, my wife did. And she went to all these hospitals and they're telling us not to get brain surgery, you know, going back and forth. And right. it was real tough, man. And the surgery was, they had to disattach her left side of her brain to her right side. Okay. And they, had, they go in and they do the surgery. So now the left side's still in there, but it doesn't fire. Okay. Because that's where all the damage was done. Wow. So, we went through brain surgery and the same thing, man, going through that and experiencing that, but experiencing it with the people too. Like when people are praying for you and like really you see them in these moments, in these moments in your life when you're kind of like, you're not putting up a front, man, like it's real. Yeah. And it's like when you, you experience that part of life together, it's, it's just the most amazing thing and that's what... That's what it was for me, and that's why I love this area. I always get frustrated when people talk bad on this area or say, you know, certain things about, oh, it's the worst place, this and that, and it's like, you have no idea what the people are like in this town, man. Yeah. The people that are grinding here every day through the tough time, the people that are in the trenches with the kids, you know, and doing that every day, it's right. disrespectful to those guys. Right. And it's just, it was an amazing thing to experience, and the greatest thing about it is, 
Gracie has been seizure-free since her brain surgery. And the people in this town helped raise her, man. Like, it was, it's awesome. She's a beast. That's like, she runs trails with me yeah. out the back. She's been running, like, she's just a, she's a beast. She goes to Ladera. She loves the school. They do a great job with her at Ladera. Yeah. We love that school. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's been a cool thing to be a part of. And I was just dad in her story, you know, but right. going right. through that stuff, man, it was, it was life-changing for me. And... Yeah, we carry this story around with us of who we are and what we're capable of and everything. And then you hit a moment like that and there's nothing. There's nothing that you can do. And it's the only thing in the world that you want to do. Yep. And um, it's really humbling. You're out of control. Yeah. You don't have any control. Right. And that's a helpless feeling. Like, yeah. that's why I take people to do, like, we'll go skydiving or you do anything like that. And it's like... When you're on the edge of that plane, guess what? You have to let go. Yeah. But it's the most free feeling ever, man. And the first two years, I was so I was I was still trying to find my way through it, you know. But I was super angry because I was just like, why, why? Sure. And I was just natural. I didn't understand it at the sure. time. I do now. But it was one day where I remember God told me, man, like, listen. No amount of anger is going to stop her from having this. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it is what it is. Embrace it so you can be a good dad to her. You can sure. be a good husband. Stop fighting yourself. And I had to let go of it, man. Right. I had to give it up. And that's when I could step into being a better dad and helping her and doing that stuff and being that for my family. But when you go through stuff like that, you know, people see you... When everything's going right on social media and everything's perfect, no one talks about this part of life where I was like, man, I was angry at God for a couple years because I didn't know I was a young kid. And that's where these young kids today, they just don't understand because sure. it's confusing at the time. Sometimes you get thrown things in life, man, that you can't give words to. There's yeah. no explanation. It's life. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just like you've got to be there for people when that happens. Because it's going to happen to every one of us. And that's being a human, man. That's yeah. being real. You know, I, I just think we live in a world today where being real is the most priceless possession ever. Exactly. When you can have a conversation with someone and not feel judged. Yeah. And just be a human. Yeah. It's the most priceless feeling in the world. Because you know what? I've, I've got just as many problems as you and as the next guy. Exactly. And we're all in the trenches together, yeah. man. I go and do these talks and I ask grown people, when was the last time you looked in the mirror and said you were proud of yourself? <laughs> yeah. No one can tell no me. One. No one. But if I, if I say this, when was the last time you beat yourself up? Sure. They can tell me just like that. Yeah. Everyone's walking around doing that to himself. Yeah. So yeah. your words matter in this world. To just say, oh, that guy's happy, this and that. No. no. Everybody is walking around right. beating himself up. So when you walk up to someone and you say, hey, man, you're doing a great job. Yeah. It's really impactful. It's unbelievable yeah. how impactful. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is, man. Like, just, uh, it could be the lady at the grocery store. Like, I've, I've come to learn, like, we all have these stories, man. And, like, today, you got up. And you got to see a bunch of people that God put in front of your face today. And I got to see the people like me and you talking right now. Sure. That's who, that's my job today is the people that are in front of me. Right. You know, not the people I can't worry about or do anything like that. I want the people that are in front of me to get my full 
you know, attention and their full conversation, you know, and be the best for the people that are in front of you because your words matter. Well, I tell you what, dude. Awesome talking with you, yeah, man. man. I'm glad awesome I got to meet you. Yeah. So. It was a great conversation, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm glad I got to meet you, too. Very cool. Yeah, I love what you do, man. So just, yeah, keep pushing it, man. You keep too, man. Keep pushing the limits. I mean, you're making, like I said, you're making an impact with people, so. Well, they make an impact on me, too, yeah. man. So that's, it, it, it just, it's a two-way street, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's, it's just what I, I, I love that fact about life and that's why I do what I do and all the kids I've coached that can call or, you know, just speaking life into people, man. Like yeah. that's that's the goal every day is to speak life into this world. Right. Because that's that's what's gonna stand the test of time, man. You know, that's, for our kids and our grandkids and we're living in a crazy world right now, man. And I, I just hope the way of life we know, our grandkids get to know that true life you know yeah. it's not stolen from them so that's awesome the ripple effect is real man so if you're out there yeah speaking the word like just remember your words are powerful and if you see someone doing something extra don't just walk past and say oh they know they don't know yeah everyone's beating themselves up man everyone's beating themselves up for what they aren't and that word goes a long way man it's yep. it's, it's powerful it does yeah, yeah. It was a pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, yeah. Too, man. Yeah, awesome this to meet really you. Cool. Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com